Hey guys, welcome to The Josh Simon Show, the show where we chat a lot about health, a lot about fitness, and a little bit about everything else. So if you enjoy the content, definitely subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you enjoy the show today. Uh, There we go. A little better? Can you hear me now? Yeah. It's a little better. We'll see how long it lasts. Okay. You know what? We'll just go for it. And yeah, uh, we can go for it. We need to do a redo. I'll come back on. You can invite me yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So where are you at? Yeah. In, uh, how you doing, man? Yeah. Uh, Southern California. Um, so have you been to Southern California before? I went when I was 10. Very long. Okay. okay. Where'd you go? I Where'd went go? to, uh, I went to LA and kind of just went around there. So I remember going to Santa Monica and I went to Venice Beach. I basically tried to go to all the places that were in Tony okay. Hawk's Pro Skater. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. All right, so LA area. So I'm about an hour east of Los Angeles. That's the best way to describe it. It's a place called Inland Empire. Um, so it's like a suburban, more of a suburban type of area. So hour east of LA, kind of away from all the traffic and everything. Um, so... It's nice though. I go to school actually in Arizona. That's where I go to physical therapy school right now. But because of this whole pandemic thing, um, mm-hmm. I came out here for my spring break. And so I just didn't go back because we're doing classes all online right now. So I've been just kind of doing staying at home with my parents for now. And uh, I don't right. know when I'm going to go back to Arizona, whenever this kind of dies down. So it's been crazy, man. This whole pandemic. It's insane. I know. Yeah. How's it treating you? Uh, for me, it's... Um... Well, so I had a encounter with a patient who didn't have it, but his roommate did. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, and that was a couple of weeks ago. So I did a two week kind of self quarantine, and like I'm so far, I'm fine. It's been like close to two weeks. Yeah. I'm right. pretty sure I'm in the clear at this point. Yeah. So I I start back up on Monday to to go back. And that's like, oh, uh, shoot, you ready? Um, yeah, I mean, I we have masks, so that at least helps. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, but, for sure, definitely. Yeah. yeah, what setting are you in? I'm in an outpatient, and I'll say okay. that the amount of people that go there has dropped like 50%, obviously. Like, even now, yeah. though, I'm, I'm actually surprised that there's still so many people going oh yeah i know it's crazy like because i know it depends on state but like california right now like we we have all of our outpatient places pretty much closed but then i know in arizona back um back where i go to school like it it just kind of depends like some are closed some aren't it's crazy especially outpatient and i feel like it's getting hard hit hard Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is very variable. And I was looking online, and there's always discussion. Like I, there was really no guidance for people in outpatient. Like they, the APTA right. had things about what hospitals should do and what um, right. nursing homes. But then for outpatient clinics, yeah, it was basically use your judgment. <laughs> I'm like what? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, it's up to you. Just we're not gonna give you anything, just kind of figure it out on your own. Yeah. Basically. So we're we're just kind of rolling with it at this point. 
How's virtual school? Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been out of school now? Uh, I uh, virtual school. It's interesting. Go ahead. I know you asked a question. We're kind of lagging. <laughs> oh, um, I've been out for for two years. Yeah, so not too long. Oh, two. Okay. Okay. Not too long. Pretty new. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Well, what was the question you asked me? I know we kind of lagged. Our questions kind of went on top of each other. Right. So, how's like virtual school with all this going on? You know what? Yeah. It's not too bad. Like I, some of our classmates hate it. I'm more kind of like in the middle. Like I get up like two minutes before class starts now and just kind of roll out of bed and um, put on my clothes, take a quick shower and put on my, my camera. And, you know, sometimes I have it on, sometimes I have it off depending on the professor and if like they care or not, but mm. it's not too bad. It's, it can be hard to kind of pay attention at times just because you're in the comfort at your own home. Um, and so you're just kind of like, you could like lay on the couch and like fall asleep. So I got to make sure I'm like in a chair, kind of like act like it's class and like, you know, sit up straight or otherwise I'll, I'll doze off. Um, it's pretty hard, but, uh, it, it's been okay. First week was a little rough, but it, it, it's been getting better. We're in our fourth week now. So it's been, uh, it's been good. We're, we're still learning something. So that's, that's good. Just an adjustment. Right. Are they live? They are. Yeah. So you log in, um, you log in at whatever the class time is like it's regular class. And then, uh, you log into the, they give you the zoom link and yeah, you pretty much have all the students there live. So it's like, in my class, it's like 62 students. And then you have the professor talking like it's regular class. And then you, if you have a question, you can type in the chat or you can like, there's like a raise your hand option. There's uh, it's weird. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's weird, but it's working for for the time being so i'm in my last uh 10 weeks of classwork and then i'm gonna go to clinical so it's um yeah so it'll be interesting what are your last classes yeah what are we taking um a couple of them are just seminars kind of just reviewing pretty much everything we've done and like neuro and ms and all that and then i'm taking a gender pelvic health class which is interesting oh very um and then yeah, yeah, yeah. They give us like a whole class on that. I know some programs. I've talked to a couple other uh, friends that I have in other programs. Some people only get uh, like either just like a very short um, public health knowledge in their PT curriculum, but they give us a whole class at my school, which is interesting. Wow. We got zero. Um, that's pretty much it. It's a very light semester. Yeah, you got zero. Yeah, most <laughs> people get zero. So um, our school gives us good. Uh, they gave us that and they gave us a wound care class. Did you, did you have a wound care class in a physical therapy school? It wasn't a full class, but it was okay. basically lumped into the art, yeah. basically acute care PT class. Right. Yeah. That's how most programs are. So like ours gives us like a whole 10 week class on wound care and then a whole 10 week class on pelvic health. So yeah. they give us, you know, good knowledge. Yeah. Um, so but that's pretty much it. Like my semester pretty pretty light from what we've had i think the hardest part is is behind us so and then we'll be off on clinicals hopefully crossing fingers in uh, july right so we'll see hopefully that doesn't get pushed back i'm hoping this dies down by the summer because you know there's a lot going on third year so we'll see what happens true everything that i've seen so far all like the projection graphs basically has everything dying down by late june july so i i would be all right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I've seen too. I've seen the projection graphs also kind of by the June, July mark. It should, if people do what they're supposed to, it should die down, but right. we'll see that. I mean, you never know with our society. Like, you know, have you seen those videos of people like licking toilet seats and like doing these crazy things just, no. you know, just to cause attention on social media? during this whole thing. Oh my God. I haven't personally watched them, but I had a friend tell me that, you know, there's videos going around people looking toilet seats and like coughing in the supermarket and touching food and like all this other stuff. And I'm like, shoot, we're not going to be done by June, July if people are doing no. that. So I've it's, heard of, yeah, I've it's heard pretty crazy. It, but why would you lick a toilet seat? Like that only hurts yourself. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Yeah. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting right. to see how this all plays out. So, no. yeah, my, I do worry a little bit because even now, like when you, when you listen to the news or read headlines, it, things are slowing now. And so I think people are going to be more inclined to not stay home and just do whatever and yeah. just move everything up. And I think that's yeah, exactly <laughs> Exactly. I know. It's it's weird. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's been kind of interesting though, because in the past couple of weeks, I've had more contact with people uh, just who I ha- haven't seen in a while, even more so than like before all this happened. Like I chatted with people from my PT school and like someone that I met like... Uh, six years ago and I hadn't contacted that person in six years and it took a pandemic to make it happen. It's weird. No. Yeah. Seriously. No, the same thing with me. I, I've talked to people from undergrad, um, kind of the same thing where I haven't talked to some of the, some of my friends for yeah a few years, I would say. Um, and then it's like this whole pandemic happens and it's like, that's the thing that kind of, you know, you got nothing else to do. So you kind of think of like, who haven't I talked to for a while? So that's kind of the same thing. I've talked to people that I haven't talked to for a couple of years and it's really nice. It's like, you know, cause you probably wouldn't have talked to those people if this whole pandemic thing didn't happen. Um, so it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's, it is cool. I mean, the pandemic's not cool, but you know, oh, right. you make the no, best, you, you make the best of it. I mean, you, you have to, it's, you know, I've been trying to make the best of what I can of the situation and, you know, trying to, you know, just keep busy and keep motivated and not sit around for too long without doing anything. Cause I feel like that's when you kind of go crazy is, you know, when you got nothing productive. Right. So, so what are you doing when you're not doing a PT school stuff? Uh-oh, frozen. Oh, there you go. Did you hear that? When I'm not doing PT school stuff. Yeah. Oh, yes, I did. It, it, it like paused and then it caught up. So I heard you. So you oh, asked okay. what I'm doing when I'm not doing PT school stuff? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, when I'm not doing PT school stuff. Well, before the pandemic, you know, um, I was doing... Uh, in July, I started a martial arts class. So I'm doing that. That's kind of been my like hobby outside of PT school. But now, since this whole pandemic, I can't really do that. So besides True. that, honestly, just kind of like finding in home workouts to do. Um, cause you know, I, I gotta stay active somehow. So I've been just working out in the house, doing some like hit workouts and finding things to do. Um, and besides that, not much. I mean, right now there's, uh, <laughs> not much to, not much else to do. I've been walking my dog outside, uh, wearing my mask. Um, there you go. but 
yeah, besides that, that's, that's, that's kind of as much, you know, as I've been able to do. What about you? Give me some ideas. This, what, what have you been doing during this whole thing? Tiger King. <laughs> oh, watch that show. What did you, did you finish it? Or I don't want to spoil it if you haven't finished it. No, I have. I have. Okay. It's, it's crazy. So first two episodes, cause I heard about it. I kind of was late to watching it. I heard about it. First two episodes I was watching, I was like, yeah, this is kind of like overrated. Why is it like so hyped up? And then once we got, once you got to like the third or fourth episode, you're like, oh shoot. Okay. This, this like tur- took a turn for the worse. And it's like, that's when all the crazy stuff happens. And yeah, that show, that show is nuts. Like, I don't know, <laughs> Carol Baskin, man. It's weird. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> a weird dynamic. There's so much mystery and cause there was, times where, you know, you'd be rooting for, uh, Joe. And I mean, very rarely was I rooting for Carol. I don't know why I just never really, <laughs> I didn't really connect with her that much. But Did you notice she laughed at everything that she would say, like she would say yeah. a sentence or she would talk about killing her husband. And then she would like do that stupid giggle, like right yeah. after. And I'm like, that just sounds suspicious. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. She's like, it's, how would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Jeez. It's a uh, weird show though, for sure. Yeah. One of the places actually isn't even too far from where I live. The I don't oh, know if shoot. he wasn't on there too much, but the if you remember the guy from the McCarthy Wildlife Center? He, was that the Doc Antle dude? Was it that no, guy? That, that, that guy. Uh, okay, another guy? That guy's in Myrtle Beach. The, oh, okay. The, yeah, the dude that I'm talking about, I think he was only on there for the first two episodes, but he also has okay. a, a wildlife center and it's down in, well, it's in West Palm, Florida, which is like roughly half an hour where I live. Okay. I've been there before. And so it was just kind crazy to see that. That's insane. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a crazy show for sure. Like, and then I hear they're going to like add, like, I don't know if you heard, they're like, I don't know if they already did. They were going to add like another episode to like, I don't know. I don't know what else they could add. Like, I think it was about Joe being in jail or something. I'm like, I don't know how much more you could do. <laughs> well, yeah, have you seen, like, he has teeth now. But, what'd like, you say? Uh, jo- uh, Joe's husband, I forget his name. John, maybe? Oh, yeah. The dude that had no teeth? I he has teeth now. So, I know you're talking about. You cut out a little bit. Oh, hold on. Oh, there you go. Okay, it's flagging. Hold on. Okay. Okay. You're back. Say that one more time. It kind of like lagged. It cut it. Um, th- so the, I don't know if you heard me, but the dude's Joe's husband, like you saw, like he got a new rack of teeth. Yes. No, I didn't see the picture, but I heard about it. Yeah. It's, oh, can we, is it possible to pull up a picture or is it going to mess up? Cause I need to see this. I, I heard about it. Hold on. Let's see if it works. Hopefully it works. Oh, there we go. Can you see it? I can. Yes. Okay. Uh, God, I forgot his name. It's like John Finn. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> look at this. He doesn't even look like the same. Yeah. Person. I think John Finley, his new rack of teeth. Yeah. Can you see that? What? Oh my, yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, it literally looks like an entirely different person. Looks like a totally different person. 
Yeah. He exactly. doesn't even look the same at all. No. That's insane. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's crazy. I wonder how much that cost him like to fix all his teeth because pretty bad. Oh yeah. Horrendous. His <laughs> his choice, mm-hmm. uh Joe's choice in uh partners was very odd to say the least. Not just from the fact yeah. that I don't care that they're guys, but just his choice was like, you know, marrying people less <laughs> right. than half his age is more what I'm getting at. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't see. And they were all so different. It wasn't like they were like the same type of like they were just so different. Like, yeah, you had that one young guy and then you had an older dude. And then you, it was just like all over the place. I'm like, what what is he looking for? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. it was weird. Crazy. And then about the, the guy that, uh, the one boyfriend that killed himself, that was nuts. That was dark. I was not anticipating that. Yeah. That was sad. It was like, geez, I'm surprised they like, I mean, they didn't show it, but they right. like showed that camera footage. I was like, dang, I'm surprised they like showed that in Netflix. That's pretty crazy. Oh yeah. That's pretty graphic. <laughs> yeah. It was dark for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Here's <laughs> you need at least an empty cup with water or something. Good. I have a uh, I have a pencil cup. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Next time though. So uh, are you in uh, like the smart success PT? I, I feel like I see you around. There. Yeah. 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 I am. I joined. A, I was season six. Um, however many years, I think that was like two years ago or something. Oh yeah, okay. I am. Or I yeah. did. Okay. Okay. Well, what season were you? Seven. Oh, you're right after. Yeah. 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 I went, I went to the, uh, the live event in Florida. I did that first before I joined. Um, and then right after I went to the live event, I like was not planning on joining. Um, and then right after I went to the live event, I'm like, Oh yeah, I got to be part of this. And so, I ended up joining and uh, it was a good decision. I mean, you know, you learn so much and I've applied, um, I've applied a lot of it. And I've, I think the best thing out of it is the network of people you have. Um, I mean, you, for example, this is the first time we've talked. Yeah, but true. I like knew you were part of the smart success community. Yeah. It's, you meet so many people, um, the networks that you make. It's, I think that's the best part of it all. And you have like a group of PTs that just like have this different mindset, you know, of, uh, you know, uh, yeah, of providing care. And it's, uh, it's really cool who you get to meet and hearing ideas. And, uh, you know, there, there's some stuff I would have never thought of before going to the live event of like where I possibly want to go with my career. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been good so far. I'm glad I'm involved in it for sure. Oh yeah. Do you have an idea of like what you want to do? I'm still all, all over the place. I'm hoping in terms of like setting, I'm hoping like when I get to my clinicals, I'll have a better idea of like what kind of like, uh, like who I want to work with, like my niche. Um, still trying to decide that I'm kind of all over the place. I kind of change <laughs> I mean, like every couple months. I'm like, Oh, now I'm interested in this. Now I'm interested in this. So we'll see if hopefully clinicals working, you know, in the clinical uh, environment will hopefully help me. So uh, so we'll see. Yeah. I'm just kind of like listening to everybody else's ideas and <laughs> kind of narrowing down what sounds interesting, what doesn't, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, right. Are you leaning one way or another? Yeah. 
right now I'm leaning towards the outpatient setting. Um, I'm not big on inpatient, but I haven't had a clinical on it yet. So I'll be open-minded. I'm always open-minded about it, but, uh, my experience, the outpatient setting and like working with either like athletes or, uh, the kind of that population, but we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm open-minded. It could change. So, uh, we'll see. There we go. Yeah. I was, and you're, similar. Yeah. I, yeah. I tried to, uh, be open-minded. And so I had my first, I guess my first inpatient one was at a, in the ICU. Ooh. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was so high stress that that basically just solidified that I did not want to do. <laughs> right. Inpatient. But then there's other people that thrive off of it though. And I have people exactly. that in my class where they've had clinicals in the ICU and you know other hospital floors and they just like fall in love with it and then they just, yeah it's and they were and some of them are like gung-ho about outpatient and then they did that and like wow i didn't know because there's perks to it i mean yeah you kind of have a somewhat flexible schedule for the most part you kind of have a quota you have to meet but you don't like have to see you know miss nancy at eight and right and then just kind of cycle through like that it's a little bit more free form i guess right. There's, there's pros and cons for sure to each because I think obviously like acute care setting and all that, even though that's not my interest, like there's such a need for it. And like I give acute care PTs and all that so much credit because there's a lot that goes into it. Like I had my acute care class last fall and God, there's you know, so many like, yeah, the lab values and so many precautions and, you know, these people just came out of like surgery but yeah it's just kind of finding what you're what you're passionate about what what setting you fit in with the most i guess uh, oh yeah so definitely first for everybody for varying reasons but mm-hmm. and do you have like an idea because you're obviously you're in uh sspt or sshc what Whatever they're calling it. I know. <laughs> are, are you? Yeah. yeah, change it. Do you have like an idea of something that you want to do on your own at some point? Yeah, I'm also trying to figure that out. Um, as yeah. of right now, um, I guess the most I've done with like the skills I've learned is um, I also took a, you know, Alex and Will, right? Alex Angar, Will Boyd. I'm sure you uh-huh. know them. Yes. Um, so I took another course through them and it was pretty much how to build websites, edit podcasts, kind of learning these like non-traditional skills, kind of yeah. a little off the SSPT. Um, so I've been kind of just, you know, because I've had so much free time, I feel like this past year, um, school just for some extra money, edited some podcasts for physical therapists, um, and what else have I done? I've written some articles for Covalent Careers. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, I've heard, but I don't know much yeah. I've heard of it. Before. Yeah. So um, I got connected with somebody else in SSBT and they kind of hooked me up with writing a couple articles for some extra uh, side money. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been just, I've been trying to apply as much as I can as a student. Um, but, you know, I've learned a lot, you know, just from doing it, trial and error. And, uh, you know, it's got me I'm making a bunch, but it's like I'm making own money and actually have like some income. So it's uh, it's been nice, kind of utilizing those skills. And I think when I graduate, you know, whatever path or niche I go into, I think it'll uh, 
it'll help me. I feel like kind of practicing now as a student and then um, utilizing it as a physical therapist later on. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Yeah. No, that's cool though. I, I think it's neat to learn stuff like that. And, you know, as I'm not even that far out and I yeah. never even like fathomed of doing anything like that. It was just school, 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 just, you know, do it. You become a therapist, you do your thing. The yeah. whole idea of doing something aside from that or not in place of it, but in addition to it, just didn't even like cross my mind. But right, totally. That, that's the whole purpose of the program. And I think what makes it pretty powerful is that it opens your mind to that possibility. Like I wouldn't be doing this right now if I wasn't uh, a part of that. I just wouldn't think to do it. <laughs> you know? No, totally. Yeah. And like another thing I'm thinking of possibly doing probably not right out of school, but eventually is, uh, doing like a concierge, like mobile type of PT model. And that's totally. like, that's, yeah. And that's like another thing I never thought of before joining SSPT. I, I like never, I heard of like home health, but I didn't know you could do it. Like go into people's houses for like mm-hmm. charging them cash. It's like, you know, yeah, I bring up that idea of mobile concierge. I've brought it up um, I actually did a business project in one of my classes and I brought up that idea of like, Oh, let's basic. Cause we could pick any, any setting we want. We just had to make a business plan. So I brought up doing a mobile concierge idea and the people in my group at first were like, what, what the heck is that? Like they never heard of it. So after I explained like what it was and like, it's something possible because you know, there's, uh, there's people doing it. Um, they were like all in on the idea. And so we wrote this whole business plan on, as if we were going to open up a mobile concierge PT uh, practice. And it was really good. It was a good learning experience and it gave us like good experience. So I'm kind of keeping that business plan and uh, you know, I might utilize it if I end up doing my own thing like that. So that's something I would have never even thought of before joining us as PT. Cause you know, you just have that mindset of like, okay, I'm going to graduate in a week eight hours for my life, you know, and that's kind right. of it, which is fine. You know, for some people, that's totally fine. Sure. It's, yeah. it's cool to have those other options. So, mm-hmm. yeah. When you did the, when you all did the business proposal, did the professors look at it and what did they think of it? Yeah. So I, I brought it up to my professor before we even did it. Cause I didn't want to like just do it. And then he's like, what the heck is this? Um, yeah. cause I knew a lot of people probably wouldn't be doing it. So I brought it up to him before and he was actually offered the idea. So that's kind of why we did it. He was like, yeah, like, I think it's an awesome idea. I think he had his own practice that was cash based too. So he kind of understood the, okay. like why we wanted to write something kind of like that. Um, so yeah, I know we had a professor that was all for it. So that's kind of why we did it. So I'm glad we did. It was a good experience. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I did that a little bit um, when I first started before I kind of shifted online and it was cool, man. Um, it's especially, you know, you just don't, you don't really need a lot of equipment for it. I think my total investment was, I don't know, $200, a table, some bands, that's I think that was it. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been um, like a that's for the reason. Yeah. It's like you're yeah. It's really all you need though. Yeah. Your overhead is so um well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Your overhead's so uh, small. So I think that's kind of the other reason. It's like you don't have to put too much money to start it. I think the biggest thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, is probably just the marketing part of trying to find clients. Um, yeah. from what I hear. Yeah. That's probably I mean, the biggest challenge. 
that is no matter what you do though. Um, I think more people are seeing the value of it just with just how healthcare works now. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, I don't think many people would do it at all, but that's also because insurance was better than it is now. And now that, you know, if you think about it, if you don't meet your deductible, then you're kind of paying the same anyway. So you might as well pay for the convenience of mobile. Right. 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 Uh, at least that's what I think. And, uh, for, no, definitely. for some people, totally agree. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's definitely a slow progression. Um, but I think more people are getting kind of getting the idea, and especially right. if you find like a, a, a niche that you're really interested in mm-hmm. and that helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Cause then you can like target your marketing probably towards those people, whoever your niche is. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but that's that's a possible plan sometime after graduating. Um, I kind of want to get a little experience first and like probably oh, yeah. an outpatient setting, get that clinical expertise first. And then once I've done it for a little bit, then slowly transition to something probably like that. But I probably don't see myself working strictly outpatient with doing nothing else for like 20, 30 years. I, I see myself, no. I got to change around. I got to move around and kind of change it up or I'll, I'll drive myself crazy. So, right. Absolutely. So would you, are you planning, are they, are your clinicals rather, are they all like, in, uh, where are they at? Yeah, they're, they're all in Arizona actually. Um, okay. so it'll be convenient if this all, this whole pandemic kind of blows over. Um, yeah. So I have a place already. I'll be staying in the same place that I'm living in right now. Um, but yeah, I got them all placed in Arizona. So um, we have to do like an inpatient, we have to do an outpatient rehab, and then we have to do uh, uh, just a regular outpatient. So um, yeah, so I'm all placed for mine. Um, I got all good places. It's like a good variety. I have a hospital for my first one. I have a home health for my second one. And then I had an interview for my third one, which is actually a cash-based practice one. Um, oh, and I ended up getting it. So I'm pla- uh, yeah, so I'm placed for a cash-based uh place for my outpatient setting. So it's a good variety. I think I'll get a good uh, scope with that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I'm excited. Oh yeah. You'll probably get some good marketing tips from the, from the cash base yeah. because they have to do a That's, lot of that. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what they said when I interviewed, they're like, you know, you'd have opportunities probably to like go out and like market and like kind of see how it works, um, in that aspect. So it's kind of cool that I'll get like the clinical stuff, but I'll also get that on that marketing stuff on top of it, which I probably wouldn't be, uh, uh, learning as much at like a typical outpatient. This would be so crammed with like patient an hour and then we'll have a lot more time. Oh yeah, definitely. And even the home health is kind of neat. I did that for a little yeah. bit. How'd you like it? Um, it honestly depends. Like it depends what agency you're a part of. Like the one that I was at here, I, I don't know how familiar you are with home health, but there's, there's basically I'm a little, yeah. So you may already know this, but they kind of have three different visit types, at least for a PT, you just have follow-ups, evals, and then start of cares. And right. so start of cares are usually like the uh, three hour long um, assessments, basically a nursing exam. And I'm not right. a nurse. So right, right. a little bit difficult, but the problem was because of their whole model and how they're changing 
I was doing home health PRN and all the hours that I did have were basically doing the startup cares. And so now I could choose to see them and follow up with them. And so I did that. But every new person that I had, it wasn't, oh, we need you to do a PT eval on such and such. We need you to do a whole start here. And, you know, if you have one of them every couple months, whatever. But when you're getting two a day, no, no, no. <laughs> it's just not yeah. even financially feasible. Because the right, result, right. you know, you think about it, it's triple the work and only, at least for where I was at, $15 extra is what you got. Mm. And like but that I, yeah. just doesn't add up in any world. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a lot of extra work for yeah. <laughs> not that much. Paid for it. But that was just me though. I also have a, a friend, acquaintance rather, who lives in this area and he works full time and he only does a start of care like once every three months. And the rest is just, nice. yeah. And the rest is just, and, and the PT was super easy. Follow-ups are obviously, you know, easy. There's minimal paperwork. And if you can cruise by and do that, it's actually an incredibly lucrative thing because you can make your own schedule. You can work. Well, if you're full-time, obviously you got to yeah. meet the requirement. Right. But um, right. I have another friend, she's a PTA, but she does okay. home health and she does PRN, but she has so many people that are available that she makes it full time and she makes more because she's PRN. Yeah. So there's that little, um, it's not really a loophole, but yeah, <laughs> way you right. can angle it, I guess. Yeah. So did you do, so did you do home, um, home health and then you did concierge and then now you're at outpatient or what was the order when you graduated? So I, when I graduated, I did outpatient. I'm still doing outpatient. Oh, okay. Okay. And that's at a um, private practice. And then I quit that in August to try to do my mobile practice. And that worked for a little bit. Um, and I got clients, you know, the marketing was tough, but I was catering oh. to golfers and there's a crap ton of okay. golfers. So it <laughs> very well. Right. Right. Um, but I didn't get like a lot of, uh, I liked it, but I didn't get like, a lot of fulfillment from it, I guess. So I had the, I knew I needed to pivot because um, I knew it wasn't something that I wanted to do for ever. So I just had to uh, think what that was. And so to, in the meantime, I was doing home health and that lasted about six months. And then I went back to work at the outpatient facility that I was working at. And now I'm doing yeah. for, uh, for my business all online um, work which I like better. Like that's ultimately what I wanted from it anyways, to be able to have some freedom to work wherever I want. And so that's kind of where I, yeah. Towards. No, that's awesome. And you're catering now towards uh, like musicians, right? Cause I, I was, yeah. From what I saw on your Facebook, right? Like DJs yep. and stuff. That's DJs awesome. I feel like that's like such a cool niche. Cause like, yeah, I think that's such a cool niche because I feel like not a lot of people have that. And that's something I'm interested in too because I love all that type of music. So and I was oh, telling yeah. you, um, my brother's a, he's 19 years old and he he has his own uh, 
like he does producing and stuff and he's always in pain and always has me do stuff to like his back or crack him or do whatever. Yeah. So I think that's a, yeah, it's for sure like a need. I feel like, um, that's not like addressed as much as like golfing or something like that. So right. I think that's such a cool thing to, to do. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I knew I always wanted to, and I kind of told you this already, but you're lagging. So oh, one sec. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. It's like catching up. Oh, okay. All right. I think you're good. Talk good. All right. Yeah. Uh, you're good. So, okay. So I knew I always wanted to like blend the two, the music and, uh, and fitness. And so, um, cause there was a time and <laughs> where I wanted to like, be a music producer. And honestly, I still do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> cool. But yeah, yeah. in the meantime, I would bridge the two by, uh, by doing this. And I feel like that's just like a really cool thing. Cause you get sort of connected in that community anyway, when you exactly you, yeah. you help them out. Exactly. I think that's such a, I think that's a cool thing about SSPT too, is that it like, it opens up your mind that like, like two things you think aren't related, like, music and then physical therapy it's like shoot i have like these two interests how can i like intermingle them and it kind of like shows you like okay cool you're a pt you can treat musicians and you can kind of um what's the word like just kind of intermingle both work yeah. uh, both worlds and it's really cool because like you know it's just a typical type of thinking it's like oh shoot okay i'm a pt i can never like do anything to music even though that's like another interest of yours but it's like right. I mean, you're proving it. It's like, you can, you can do both. It's, it's possible to like, uh, intermingle the two. So that's really cool. Yeah. No, I love it. And, uh, obviously it's very new, so I don't have any clients right now, but I looked through one of the biggest ways I, I research stuff. Do you ever yeah, use but, Reddit? Oh, uh, sometimes. Yes. I know of Reddit. <laughs> you know of Reddit? Dude, I'm on Reddit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for like fun. And then also it's like a really good way to like research stuff. And so I, w- I went on there and I just typed yeah. in uh, like DJs and back pain or whatever. And oh my God, yeah. it's just like, I, I thought it was going to be almost too niche, like too specific. And that's one of the reasons why I never pulled the, pulled the trigger and decided to do it. And right. um, so I decided to do it before I even looked in the Reddit, but after I transitioned and sort of updated my cover photo and all that, I looked in the Reddit and I typed in that like DJs with back pain and it was like filled with people that had, I was like, I couldn't believe that this was even a thing. <laughs> like I knew it probably had to happen, but I didn't think it was common. And I don't know. It's just, yeah. I, yeah. And I guess it's crazy. It's yeah brother has some too. So, I mean, it's definitely prevalent. I mean, I, I can only imagine that, you know, that if there's that many people that post about it, there's probably a ton of other people that don't post about it. So that's, that's kind of exactly. How, yeah. How I reason through it. Yeah. And that's the only way you'll, you'll be able to like, know is like, until you explore, it's like, you're going to think, Oh, it's too niche. I probably shouldn't do it, but you don't know really until you look at it. And then you know, then you find out it's like you have all these, you know, DJs that are, you know, suffering from like back pain. And if you think about it, it makes sense though, too. It's like, think about right. like they're literally producing music. My brother's in his room, probably he's been in there for seven, eight, nine hours. Like you're at a desk job and just sitting there on the computer, like producing music. Like you get yeah. in the zone, you don't really move. You don't, you know, sometimes my brother doesn't even eat. He's just in there for like seven, eight hours and 
yeah, it's, you just get so in the zone of like making music. And so it's like, of course they're going to have some type of probably neck pain or back pain or something like that. So it's so prevalent, I feel like. So it's cool that like you researched it and you kind of pulled the trigger and just, you know, just did it to find out. And sure enough, there's all these people. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really happy about it. It's kind of blends two things and it kind of like, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't really force me, but it kind of gives me kind of re uh, invigorated my desire to make music. So I'm also just because of, you know, I have to be at home with everything going on. <laughs> right. That kind of led to it as well. But that's been yeah. great as well. Yeah. Cause I saw you making music too, huh? You post, I saw you made a post on Facebook, right? That you were like yeah. making some, be- that, was, that was good. Thanks. That was good. Man. How long yeah. have you been doing it for? Um, so, I mean, I've been playing instruments for how old am I probably like 12 years. So, but, uh, and I guess I've been making music for about 10, but it's like transitioned so much because I was, so I was in a band in high school and it was kind of like, a yeah, it was like a Lincoln park kind of band. Like we had a rapper and we would, Dang. Their, their Meteora hybrid theory. We would make kind of that. Do we get to hear a video? Are there, are there videos of this? Yeah. Yeah. There are on YouTube. There's a couple. Oh, (laughs) we might need to hear one. Can you pull up one right now? I think, uh, I think you just opened a door right now. I think your listeners need to hear. Oh, I guess I can. All right. I didn't think anybody was going to call you out on it. No, I didn't. Damn it. That's right. a good thing. You know, when you haven't talked to me, you don't know who I am yet. So you don't know. I don't. If I'm going to call you. <laughs> I don't know. What you're if I'm going to call you out on stuff. No, this needs to be heard. So might as well be now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really care. No shame. So I know that. I don't know if it's still on here. Because um, we used to have a MySpace. Um, but that got uh, it got taken down or something. Oh really? So the it's only too hardcore. Too hardcore. Here, here's the only evidence of oh. this. Eleven years ago, two thousand nine. Dang! Oh, I don't even know. Right. Just, just play just... like twenty seconds. We don't have okay. to hear the whole thing. I won't torture you that long. Okay. I don't. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it. We can hear it. Oh really? You guys give it up for these two. I mean, just... This is the best thing you can. So this is me, way over there. Okay, keyboardist, singer, rapper. Nice. Sounds good from what I can hear. <laughs> yeah. So we we played. Uh, uh, yeah. So we we played a few shows, and when we we broke up because we just moved to. Um, like we went to, how do I get this back? There we go. It's Cause we just moved to different uh, colleges and whatnot. And it's just, you can't keep a band together like that. It's impossible. Yeah. It's hard. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, 
So that's nuts. You guys need a, like a reunion or something. I feel like <laughs> we always talked about it, but I, I think it needs to happen eventually. I there's only two, so there's seven people in the band, and I think only three of the seven even play instruments or like do anything music. Oh, really? Like I don't think it would work, even if we could get together. Like some people, I don't even yeah. think would remember. <laughs> how to play right what did you play what was the instrument i didn't really pay attention oh guitar oh guitar okay cool can you still play yeah. are you still like as good mm-hmm. as 2009 not as good only because i don't practice <laughs> as much i had like this yeah. metal shredding instructor uh back then and he was just like a crazy good guitarist and so i was i took lessons through him and so i had that weekly uh, accountability, I guess, in order to get better. And I don't have that anymore. So I'm not bad, but I'm not sure. You're not as good as 2009. Yeah. I don't think so. I think 2009, Josh kicked my ass. <laughs> I just need to practice more. That's it. A That's little it. practice. And I think you'll be 2009. That's true. Yeah. But I've <laughs> diversified now though. Cause like now I do keyboards uh, and oh. guitar. Back then I keyboards, keyboards. Yeah. Keyboards a game changer. Like my brother also play. He he teaches himself on the keyboard and like or mm-hmm. on the piano that we have in our living room, and it's a game changer. If you can learn keyboard, like you're, I feel like that's a whole other level. Then you can add that with your guitar and everything else that you play. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really it, it, yeah, music. It is. Mm-hmm. I exactly. really that. I mean, if you want, I know so many people that just draw the notes on, and I mean, they're really good that way yeah. though. Like we can be, yeah. Uh, I think it takes longer, but mm-hmm. I know that there's people that do that, like incredibly yeah. skilled at making these epic tracks and they don't play a single note. And they just put everything in and arrange yeah. it, edit it, and it sounds like incredible. <laughs> it's crazy. I feel like you just have to have that like musical ear. I mean, my family's filled with like musicians. I even played, I played the drums a long time ago, but. I'm definitely not okay. as musically like I don't have that ear as good as my family. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, but I, I mean, I grew up with it though. So that's why I think I like music so much and kind of the electronic scene. And my dad's like an eighties rock person. So it's just been in my family for my whole life. So it's, right. uh, yeah. Are you a music festival guy? Have you been to like any electronic? I- yeah I've, I've been to a couple i haven't been to like edc or like those big raves um i've seen djs though at like uh, uh like i go to vegas a lot so i've been to like those clubs and stuff and oh, wow. i'm stuck, like yeah so i've been to a few but uh i don't know i'm, I'm kind of getting sick of like the crowd so i haven't been to one in a while yeah. well i haven't been to one in a while because of this whole thing but yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's not my yeah i'm starting to like go on the decline of like wanting to go. It's a lot of money. It's crowded. A lot of people. So I love the music. I like watching like YouTube videos of like festivals, but then when I get there, I'm like, eh, like it's, it's not, not my number one thing, <laughs> even though I do. I love the music though. I mean, the music's awesome. I mean, it's probably my number one music I listen to. So yeah. Do you have a favorite like artist like, uh, like EDM or anything? Uh, so I have like a running list <laughs> okay. at the moment. So number okay. one is probably Maddie on. Um, Maddie on. Okay. I don't think I've heard of it. Yeah. No, I don't think so. What, uh, 
type? Is it more like chill or how would you describe it? It's, I would call it, uh, I guess he calls it new disco or French house is what it's called. Okay. Okay. Like funk house sort of. It's pretty popular. Funk Um, house. Kind of. Yeah. And I'm going to look him up. He's he's very articulate and his production is incredibly complicated, but it sounds good though, which is why I like it. Okay. Very much cool. a perfectionist. Uh, and gotcha. then there's another dude, Porter Robinson. I don't know if you know him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they, Porter, they did a song together. Yeah. Of course. Of course I know Porter. He's yeah. huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did they? Yeah. What was they the did, song? They have a big song. It's called Shelter. You ever heard of that? Oh, yeah, of course. I didn't know that other guy was with him, though, doing that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was in a shelter. They, they wrote it together. It's a classic. It's a classic song. Well, that's what I thought. I was surprised that you heard of Porter. I didn't know. Yeah, I've, yeah. I didn't know the other guy was on that yeah. song though, but yeah, of course. Shelter. Yeah. That's an amazing song. Classic. Yeah. Well, geez, if you, if you like Porter's music, you absolutely need to check out the other dudes. I mean, it's. Yeah, like, shoot. I just, just I, yeah, I need to. Yeah. Yeah. I need to check I'm, him out. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like one more. The other one that I'd listen to a lot is band. Uh, well, it's not a band. It's a DJ called Satin Jackets. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. Satin Jackets. I don't think I do. Yeah. yeah. What's the vibe with? What he's, kind we, of, what's, he's honestly kind of similar. Uh, okay. I don't know why. I always go for like kind of uh, funk, jazz, electronic music, and. I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I'm not very good at describing what it is. There's like a million <laughs> in the I know. Uh, world, but yeah, well, EDM covers like it's an umbrella term when you're like, Oh, I listen to EDM. It's like, okay. You could be listening to 20 different types of music because you have like trap, you have house, you have, there's like so many different categories for electronic dance music. So I totally get it. It's like hard to keep up with like all the, all the different terms and slang and stuff for yeah. music. But and some people get cool, offended like, by it. <laughs> yeah, the hardcore like EDM goers. Yeah, you can't like, like call this house if it's not house. Right. It's like yeah. some other type of house. This like specific type, and you have no idea what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What do you listen? What's though? your jam? What's my jam? Um, pretty much. So I listen to pretty much all types of music except country. Those close to me know country music is not my thing, but uh, <laughs> I deal with it if I have to. Um, right. By my, by my school, actually, there's a, there's a country bar that's, that everybody goes to. It's because it's so conveniently located where our school is. And there's, we have to kind of drive sometimes. Like You've heard of like Phoenix, Scottsdale. Have you heard of those towns? Yeah. Yeah. So those are like the bigger towns, but they're a little farther away from where we are. So there's a country bar closer to where we are in a town called Gilbert. And it's really the only place if you want to go, you know, go for a couple drinks and go dance, but it's a country bar. So I've been there probably over 10 plus times, even though I don't like country, but my friends in my class, they love going. So I've been dragged more times than I can count to this country bar that I hate going to, but I deal with it because everybody else wants to go always. But uh, yeah, so country's not my not my thing, but I'll listen to it if it's on. I'll respect it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty much everything else. I like 80s rock because of my dad. I like EDM because I like EDM. And I like, you know, I like house. I like 
kind of like all those Porter, Flume, Millennium, kind of all those type of artists. Um, yeah, it's I don't have a favorite. I would say though, I know everybody asks like, "Oh, what's your favorite?" I, I don't have a favorite. It's just I just kind of listen to a little of everything, and if there's a yeah. song I like, there's a song I like, and kind of go like that's how I that's how I uh, classify it. Sure. I, for me, my favorite changes all the time, so I, I could never pick a favorite anyway. Yeah, uh, even a few years ago, my list yeah. was entirely different than what it is now. But that's the cool part is that people are always like reinventing different genres mm. for it, and um, I find that as a whole, electronic music is getting a little bit more, um, I guess complicated but in a good way like more it's not just all this repetitive just like mm-hmm. you know boom snare boom snare just all the time it's it's a little bit more nuanced than that now and i mm-hmm. that's pretty cool to me it is yeah and i feel like there's so i mean there's so much that goes into like making a a good track for electronic dance music i think people that like don't listen to it don't realize they just think you know a dj when they play a set or something it's just they're kind of standing there and uh, right. I can be a DJ. It's pretty easy, but like I look at my brother's stuff, like what he's doing, and it's like he has this whole screen with like all these different like <laughs> things on the screen. I don't even know where to look, and like he makes yeah. it look so easy because he went to music school for a year, so he knows what he's doing oh, now. Okay, but it's I mean, there's so much that goes into it, and I feel like people don't realize like how much work you have to put into like make a good sounding track, not just like a trash like track that nobody's gonna listen to. It's like. Right. It takes a lot of work and it's like, it's an instrument. Like it's like playing guitar. It's like playing drums. It's like, it's like a skill and like not everybody can do it for sure. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. But I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. True. Yeah. I find it's way harder actually to make when I, cause like I said, if you, like a, 10 years ago when I was doing music, um, I would just record like my guitars and, and bass and that's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's, they've made it pretty easy in this day and age where you just plug it into an interface and just kind of go. And there's a ton of, uh, effects that you can do. Um, so it's pretty much whatever I want it to sound like I can pretty much do in under five minutes. Whereas if there's like a specific sound that I want from a synthesizer, my God, dude, that could take an hour. And I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I'm just fiddling with exactly, knobs. yeah, <laughs> yeah, or just like yeah, I can only imagine out the presets, which is usually what I end up doing. But it's exactly, fun. yeah. There's so much to it. It's it's crazy. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's probably so much fun to do that. It looks fun. It's just like it looks like a lot of work if you get real into it. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's a learning curve, but there's like. I, I do most of my learning on YouTube and you can learn literally as much or as little as you want on yes. it. It makes the barrier to entry less uh, daunting, I guess. That's the good thing. I mean, I feel like honestly, you can learn anything on YouTube. I feel like if going through physical therapy school, if it was not required that you had to do your doctor of physical therapy degree, I feel like I could teach myself honestly everything on YouTube, type in any skill, any special test that's out there. I could probably teach myself to become a physical therapist on YouTube. If it wasn't required that you have to have a degree, like it's just because we have to go through schooling and pay all this money. It's crazy. 
But I mean, you can find anything on YouTube and pretty much teach yourself anything. It's, mm. it's insane, which we didn't have 10, 15 years ago. It's, right. it's, it's changed. It's crazy. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I'm going to have to head off of here. Um, yeah, that's a good for, conversation. I, I loved it. Um, that was for, fun. for anyone that is listening just to, uh, if you want to give a plug, cause you said you do some podcast editing, right? I do. do. So we have a way that someone can uh, contact you. Um, if yeah. If you if you have a podcast. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, yeah. So if you have a podcast or if you're starting out on a podcast, um, you can reach me. My Facebook is just my name, Tyler Slim, S-L-I-M. Um, I'm also on Instagram. You can reach me on there. It's Tyler Slim, but there's two M's at the end instead of one. Um, and yeah, I think those are the, the biggest things I would probably reach out on. But yeah, yeah, I do podcast editing or if you just want advice or tips or anything like that, I'm more than welcome to give that for free. I'm not, I'm not stingy with like, you have to pay me for my advice. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, this was my first actual interview on a podcast. So it's, uh, oh, it's cool to see. Yeah. So man. well, let's chat soon. All right. Next time I'll bring a beer. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I'm holding you to that. I will. I will. I promise. <laughs> all right. All right. All right, Josh. It was good talking to you. All right. See you later. Hey guys, thank you so much for checking out the Josh Simon show. If you haven't already and you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe either on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I will see you in the next episode.